0: Oh, regrets. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: like shit. I shouldn't have partied so hard in my 20s. Exactly. And, you know, yeah, like or I, I shouldn't have, you know,
0: exacerbated hey, all of this.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, the idea really is to do what you just did, though, and, and reflect back and learn from the things that you did do that really didn't serve you Mm -hmm. and then make adjustments right whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation that's really what real business owners is man like we don't care where you come from where are you going our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast with myself, Trevor Cowley. And today we have Sunny Hutton on the show. Welcome. Hi. Okay. Guys, Sunny's, uh, you know, I've known her and her husband probably six or seven years now. They've known me as the loud guy in the gym, the annoying guy. I think that they've almost pulled my membership several times
0: maybe you know maybe, maybe just a you, couple times I,
1: I'm sure if there was a complaint box that it would be my name full of you full of me no we love so, you we and, love uh, you there yeah I always tell people you guys bring the fitness but I bring the culture you know so I, love I think that. you know I <laughs> I'm wondering why I'm still getting charged I, you know I I think I've talked to somebody about you that you know yeah. I think you know people so yeah. we can make that happen so Sonny and her husband have been uh, the co-founders of Fitness Culture, the gym, and the app. Yes. And the app is really what where your guys' main focus is right now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that people have the ability to, you know, get jacked and look good no matter where they're at. Yep. Um, let's 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 talk about the fact that you guys, you know, known each other for, what, since high school or something like that? Yes. Sweethearts. You guys went to college. You guys no,
0: sweethearts, but uh, we, sweethearts. we knew each other in high school. You guys were messing around? No, not at all. No. after uh college jake was way too serious about okay. sports football and yeah. everything once he was kind of wrapped that up then he he gave me the time of day gotcha
1: yeah. okay so were you already like um into the whole fitness thing prior to you know marrying jake or dating jake i mean obviously he's like, like oh, yeah. on the gorilla or vanilla gorilla <laughs> or whatever for a reason and he backs the name up so was that like a lifestyle that? he pulled you into or was that already something that you Uh, did
0: yes and no so I uh was always an athlete in so I say yes and no uh yes in like fitness but the type of fitness he had to kind of pull me into that so I played soccer in college at Idaho State um and then I stopped playing because I was a concussion prone person and I just it wasn't worth it to me anymore and so after that I kind of didn't know what to do um I would go to Gold's Gym and in the town that I'm from, there's a little women's room and I'd hit three rounds of <laughs> little machine circuits. Yeah. It's funny now to think back to what yeah. I would do. Um, three
1: sets of 10. Yep, exactly. That. Yeah. yeah the and so... gym protocol.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it was just in the women's room because I was embarrassed, you yeah. know, yeah. even though I had done strength, like, training yeah. in the university, but... He's
1: still new to you, though. Yeah,
0: I just felt uncomfortable doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once we started dating, he was into it. Yeah. And I always liked running and stuff. And he was like, hey, like, you want to come work out with me? And so I found out I was like, that's decently how we asked strong. You on a date no no Let's no, no. it was after we'd been dating for a little yeah. bit but I found out I was kind of strong yeah. and so I really liked that and yeah. it was like this is this is cool this yeah, is my thing so it. yeah,
1: yeah. No, that's cool as you guys have built and grown fitness culture you were what was your daily duties
0: yeah so a lot of like a lot of different things um at the beginning I was in a decent amount of the videos um just it was like
1: Tutorials, stuff yeah, like, like that, whatever like, that we needed to do. Yeah, yeah. If,
0: if Steve was like out of town for a while yeah. and we needed something, I would come like help Jake do that. Okay. I uh, input the programming, and I still do that to this day, which is very weird. Jake keeps trying to get me like to not do that and hire somebody else. Um,
1: What you create the actual the no, like I input set, it into the app. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and
0: yeah. I just can't give that up because it's such an important piece yeah. of it. It's the product yeah. it goes out and. um I catch mistakes that happen from Jake, like <laughs> in writing programs, because um, I've been doing this for yeah, years and I know his programming like the yeah. back of my hand and stuff. And so I can't give that up because it's like yeah. that's our product. I do that, um, and then we have um, several other apps with different people. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I write programming Here's for partners, some of those with other, with yeah. other
1: influencers or whatever. Yep.
0: And so I'm yeah. I'm more a part of uh, naked training with Brooke, and um, yeah, I, that's kind of like. I help her out with stuff. I help her film some content. I'm in more of those videos. I help her on the Facebook group. I write programs for that.
1: Oh, so. That's cool. So Sunny has gone through, you know, an experience that, you know, it seems like more and more people are starting to go through. It's becoming more and more common, right? I'm not saying 100% of people go through it or anything like that, but you were diagnosed with cancer. Yes uh what was that a a year ago something Uh, like that?
0: twenty seventh of this of twenty twenty three. So
1: like I wanna talk about that a little bit because it probably seems like, you know, the perspective on life or on business shifts a lot Mm -hmm. when your life's in question, right? Yeah. So why one, why were you getting checked out or anything like like how did this come about that you were even at the doctor? to even find out that you were diagnosed with cancer?
0: So um, breast cancer runs in my family. Uh, My dad, his um, mother um, had breast cancer. I believe she died from metastatic breast cancer. It was a different kind, but she ultimately, like it was breast cancer that started it. Yeah. And so two of his sisters, well, his two sisters, he doesn't have more than that, they um, both had breast cancer. And so they got genetic testing done because they were like, something's going on here, you know, like everyone's getting cancer. Um, And they found out that they have the uh, BRCA1 gene mutation. Um, And so what that is, is everybody has, it's BRCA, it's B-R-C-A. And so that's breast cancer, B-R-C-A, breast cancer. Um, Everyone has a set of two genes, breast cancer one and two. And so like you have them, I have them, every human does. Mine are defective. Those are the genes that go in and um, help repair damaged cells. So like if there's a cancerous cell that's in, you know, a a breast tissue. Mm -hmm. The the BRCA genes are supposed to go clean those up and eradicate it. Mine don't work, and so mm. it's um up to I mean everywhere I, I look says something different. It was like up to a ninety two percent chance of developing breast cancer, and then it's like a sixty up to sixty five percent chance of ovarian cancer, um at some point in my life.
1: So so you found that out? Yep. Way I, early
0: on. Yep, so I found that out in two thousand sixteen. Okay. Um, I was getting MRIs yeah, that's, I, I knew about this and I should have acted, uh, yeah. hindsight though, you know? Yeah. It's always easy to be like, dang it, I should have I done should've
1: something. should have, should have, should
0: yeah. have. Yeah. So I was getting, um, up until age 30, I was getting MRIs every six months. Um, so two a year and they were just screening. Mm-hmm. And then once I hit 30, they switch you to a mammogram and then an MRI alternating, um, every six months. And so I got my mammogram in 2022, October, clear, nothing there. Mm. Great. Um, April I go in on the 18th for my MRI um, it comes back with something and it says highly suspicious for malignancy and I remember opening my um, my health app and seeing that and just instantly calling Jake and I'm like this has happened before it never said the word malignancy but I've had yeah. I've had some scares before where yeah. they had to the biopsy and it was benign and so I was like it's happening again like this time it's like doesn't look good it's um, yeah. like positive until we know like you know that's always his thing like don't freak out till we know yeah um I call my mom um my mom and dad drive down from Idaho to come like just be here with me while I get the biopsy Yeah. yeah in case it's bad and so then they do the biopsy on the 20 what would that be the 25th and the um radiologist that did the ultrasound actually said I don't think this is cancer like he was like the only reason i'm doing this is because i can tell that you're gonna like really push for it because yeah. um, you have the braca, you know but he's like it does not look like cancer like mm. on the ultrasound wow and he was like i think you're good so like i had two days of like <sighs> like everything's okay like false alarm wow. and then i you know i'm and still, ones, still yeah. checking my app like every hour probably freaking out and then i see um the word invasive ductal carcinoma and i made jake come read it because i was like is this real like am i reading this right I, you know, you, you panic a little bit. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, it says that, you know, but like, let's call and make sure like it's everything's fine. And that's what it is. Um, And so me, I'm freaking out. Yeah, freaking out. But I'm like a person of like, let's get moving. Like, let's go. Yeah. And so yeah. I had already established a surgical oncologist that I knew I was going to use to do. I thought it was going to be a prophylactic mastectomy. So you know, before, yeah, <laughs> before I get cancer, but it ended up being. Uh, mastectomy on this side because of cancer and then prophylactic on this side Um, and so I call them and I'm like hey like what do we need to do I have cancer like let's go get me on the books I need to and they were like whoa whoa, whoa. (laughs) slow your roll Um, I figured out after you meet with you know a nurse navigator and she kind of helps coordinate everything you get in with your oncologist they come up with a game plan um, like your treatment plan with your surgical oncologist if you already have one or they like kind of work with you to figure out somebody to work with and so that's what we did. I had to play a little bit of a waiting game. Mm. I didn't get in until so that was April 27th. May 9th was my appointment with my oncologist and that was like some of the worst two weeks of my life. Yeah, Just waking up in like a panic and just the unknown. It what were scary. some
1: of the thoughts that were going through your head over the, uh, that 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 two weeks? Like were you like well what if my life is over? Like what yeah. like all of those just scary just, negative
0: yeah, everything. thoughts. I was googling a ton of stuff which is always not a great idea until you know kind of what you're looking at. Because there's so many different like types of breast cancer. There's types of treatment. Mm -hmm. Um but I like I said, I'm somebody like I need action. (laughs) Like like, I need to get a game plan.
1: You want information and and you want to start until you prepare for things.
0: And so during that time I was Googling a lot, but I would um I just was sad. Like um I felt a lot of shame because I knew, which that's weird, I know, but I, I knew that I had a really high chance. I'm like, gonna, this is the, the part that's going to make me tear up. Oh, um, I knew I had a really high chance of this, and I just felt stupid, and I, I don't like feeling that way. Um, and I know getting cancer is, like, it's not my fault. It was yeah. Bad genetics, you know, like I just yeah. had a defective gene, um, but I could have saved myself and all, of, you know, the doctors, my family, a lot of heartache, if I would have just not been so stubborn and just, done this or earlier but again hindsight you know it's yeah. easy for me to say that now yeah. um but yeah so i i uh worked towards getting in you know i did what i could essentially yeah. like i i figured out who the most recommended um, oncologist was i love him he is amazing like i'm who is s- a- his name is dr haslam and
1: yeah. is he st george yep, guy? Saint george yeah. he's
0: actually the um senior medical director of all of oncology for intermountain and so he does i think he only sees patients on mondays um and then he'll travel up to like salt lake and do meetings and stuff and yeah. he's on the cutting edge of like i participated in one of his studies um he's still in in the thick of it like in research like yeah. precision genomics which genomics is like the gene stuff and yeah. so he i knew he was the right one to make sure that i got the right treatment so I found that out called my uh friend who is a well she lives in arizona now but she was a oncology nurse in Alaska and she walked me through everything <laughs> I was you
1: walking know, you off like saying hey saying if, you're, yeah, you're gonna is, be fine well gonna yeah be okay you know and telling me like yeah. this is
0: this is the latest yeah. in clinical studies yeah. like you it's called neoadjuvant uh, chemo and that's uh, doing chemo before surgery yeah and so yeah. I knew you know like I said I knew I was gonna have yeah. a round of these two um, chemo drugs for 12 weeks and then I'd had eight weeks after that of the really really hardcore stuff which one of them's called the red devil
1: mm. and is it true to its name
0: yeah it was it was pretty gnarly um, yeah. people I like read comments on um, other cancer stuff and like it puts people on, on like life support like it's mm. it's bad um I had to do an echocardiogram to make sure my heart was healthy enough um, wow. like talking to <laughs> your your guy about um you know yeah. you have to get cleared for it essentially and um, it has a lifetime limit of i believe eight rounds and i've already done four of them and so the first six weeks weren't bad yeah. it started to get tougher and tougher to get in there um i remember i posted something on week 10 or 11 of going in and saying you know i was and i try really hard not to like cry on camera <laughs> yeah. i don't like to yeah. try to get like attention or like be, yeah like, poor me yeah um but i was just talking and i was like hey like Anyone has any positive words? Like, I'm having a really hard time like getting out of my car and walking in there, like just to get poisoned, you know, because that's yeah. what they're doing. Mm. And I remember like breaking down a little bit, you know, and um, somebody messaged me and uh, told me that that really helped to see that they weren't the only ones, like, not alone, feeling like, yes, I'm going to have, like, I need this treatment, but it's hard. It's hard to walk in and go get that and know you're just, you know, a few hours away from feeling
1: like shit, like absolute shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that was yeah. kind of my goal with trying to post on Instagram. Open and
1: honest and about the about the process. Yep. Like, what were some of the you know immediate thoughts right after that? Like, man, I wish I would have yep. done this, that, or because again, our brains we go directly to the negative, right? Like, this could be it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 the idea really is to get to a point where. And it's going to, it has to take a lot of effort and consistency and it has to be top of mind where you're fighting because the negative comes natural. So it takes effort to fight the negative, right? Like, let's try to control the information that I'm putting into my mind, right? Let's control what we're watching or let's control, you know, my thoughts as much as I possibly can, right? And overpower that. And so like, what were some of the initial, okay, if this is it, what were some of the I, I had to say, what were some of the maybe the regrets or some of the things I've, that were like, hey, I, <laughs> I could have, should have, yeah. would have done this, that now gives you a whole different perspective now that you're mm-hmm. cancer free, that maybe you're like, and well, I get a second chance, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this this or this. Right? Yeah.
0: So initially, obviously, the like I should have done the mastectomy. Yeah. Like that was yeah. very stupid of me. Yeah. Um But it, it's also a very major surgery, and it's hard to do. The reason. This kind of leads into my, my second biggest regret, um, Mm -hmm. is Jake and I were planning to try to have a baby last, like into 2023. Luckily I wasn't pregnant when I found out that, uh, I was going to have to start chemo and had cancer, you know? Mm. Um, but I wanted to try to breastfeed at least one child, you know? And it was, it was stupid to try to, and I, I understand there's tons of alternatives, but I just wanted to like experience that, you know, one time. And we, so one of my huge regrets is waiting so long to have children, um, and we finally were like all right we're we're ready this year like businesses are in a really good place like we feel ready um let's do it and then life just like hit (laughs) like a ton of bricks yeah um so that was one of the huge regrets uh i did go through a round of ivf like rush round of ivf before i started chemo because that chemo can wreck your fertility and so i'm very fortunate we were able to get some embryos frozen and we have some options um and then another you know like i always was thinking back like um i i probably i won't say like never cuz i don't like to do like definitive things but yeah. i as of right now like i will never drink alcohol again and i it's, i wasn't like a big drinker but you know in my early 20s i i partied a little bit and yeah, so thinking back i'm like i shouldn't have done that cuz alcohol is like a known carcinogen you know yeah. and i'm like stupid <laughs> like why were you doing that eating you know like maybe not as clean as I should have. Yeah. So like I was, I was analyzing everything.
1: You yeah. Know, like all your life's decisions and like, yeah. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have, shouldn't have. You know, I
0: you mean, have to live your life yeah, too. Yeah. And so I've, I, I'm not, you would think I was like the strictest person ever right now, but I'm, I'm not. And I'm trying yeah. my best to like do, do the right things, you know, eat the right stuff, exercise and all of that. Um, I'm not going to be perfect obviously at yeah. it. Um, But yeah, th- those were like kind of my big, like, Oh, regrets oh, <laughs> yeah she,
1: like shit I shouldn't have partied so hard in my 20s exactly and, yeah, know, like, yeah I shouldn't have de- you know
0: exacerbated hey, all of this
1: yeah I mean at the, at the end of the day the idea really is to do what you just did though and and reflect back and learn from the things that you did do that really didn't serve you mm-hmm. and then make adjustments yeah. right there were some things that um you know that you did like when you were going through treatments that you said that made you feel a little bit better i know you guys bought a cold plunge or maybe you guys already had the cold plunge prior to that or something but
0: the weirdest thing i i had kind of like and i know some people like uh talk about i was on like a whole host of other stuff too so um just like i got lupron injections which are nasty they're like what they completely shut down they put me into medically induced menopause so i had no hormone production from my ovaries um so no testosterone estrogen or progesterone and that's where like majority of it gets produced. Yeah. So I was just shut down. Um, my thyroid completely tanked because of the immunotherapy, um, like was non-existent. They couldn't find any like T4 on the test. It was undetectable. Um, I've since been on some thyroid medicine to try to like ramp oh, but, back it back yeah. up. The chemo causes problems and then all the steroids. And so it was like a whole array of like things outside of just the, you know, the traditional, what you think of for cancer treatments. Um, and it, You know, makes you feel like crap. Um, I was like ravenously hungry all the time because of the um, steroids. I felt nauseous and, and I was one of the lucky people that I mean, I do, it is actually very lucky. I say that kind of sarcastically, but I would much rather have gained weight than lost weight. Uh, And I gained 30 pounds um, because I was, had no hormone production. My thyroid got a lot of whack. I was super hungry from the steroids and all that. So, anyways, all that to say, The things that I noticed, um, the biggest change were hydration, like staying as hydrated as I could yeah. and then, um, trying to eat foods that were not bad, even though the only thing I craved were like carbs and like really crappy food, breads. which is, it was my oncologist said like, eat what you can, like, just try not to lose weight. You know, like it's more important to just eat calories and then the cold plunge. And it was the weirdest thing. That's what I was talking to you about. I would do that the night before so sunday nights i had treatments on mondays always i would do a cold plunge in like 42 degree um water yeah and i don't know what it was if it like reset something or just like it
1: how it, long would you stay in for three minutes four minutes i was five minutes?
0: trying to do three but yeah i again didn't feel awesome and so like i would do at least a minute yeah and i think i got up to three minutes by the end And um, I missed one week and I like felt way more nauseous, Mm. way worse, way more inflamed um, Mm. and just icky.
1: Um, How do you, how do you shift your perspective and live differently? Or, you know, the gratitude that maybe you have every single morning that you get out of bed, like how, how, like what are your emotions and your feelings now just towards life in general?
0: Before that, I, I guess I, I had a little bit of arrogance, um, which it's not a, like, I'm not proud to say that, but I didn't think it would happen to me. Yeah. Even though I had this genetic mutation, I, I had lived a healthy life. I worked out. I, you know, like I'd had all these clean scans for years, you know, or like, um, screenings. And yeah. so that
1: happens to other people.
0: Yeah. And it, I all like felt like that. And now I'm like, but why not me? Like after it happened, it's like, yeah. I'm just as likely as anyone else to have something happen. Um, and so I had that major shift and, uh, the gratitude is like a huge thing of, um just everything like worked out so well for me and I know it yeah. doesn't for other people um like getting in with oncologists I wanted a time you know IVF journey that we did like that we were able to time it out like it worked out perfectly with like
1: the your cycle of, yeah, the and everything the month like that, that I was on yeah, yeah.
0: when I needed to start chemo like it was it couldn't have gone more smoothly mm. Everything just kind of, you know, like I'm so, so, so grateful for that. Um, and I, it's not lost on me that some yeah. people don't have that experience and it's um, a lot tougher for people. And it, it wasn't easy by any means. Like yeah. I still, I still suffered a lot through it. And um, especially at the end there, it was, I was just nauseous all the time. And like I threw up in my hands one time cause I couldn't make it to the bathroom. Like mm. it was, it was nasty. Um, yeah. yeah. Very humbling. Uh, but my perspective shift is also that of like I don't feel sorry for myself at all like it's I and I don't want to like I don't didn't want to come on here and like act like I've had it worse than other people because everyone has their struggles I try to remember that at all times you know like everyone is going through something there's
1: a burden that everybody's bearing right now
0: yeah Yeah. and just because mine was cancer and that's like the, the like I don't know everyone is like terrified of that yeah um doesn't mean that mine's worse and so I I always try to remind myself of that and to be thankful to be where I'm at
1: like what about like the support system that you had I mean
0: I couldn't have done it without a support system I don't know like if people don't have a good support system I don't know how they do it um Jake was like I just I mean don't know how to even express my gratitude to him because I was um a little cranky sometimes and a little like I get a little sassy as it is. And um mm-hmm. during that it was it was rough on him and he just had yeah. to be like, I'm Bronte. just gonna drop the food off in your like and leave. I know you're going through a lot right now. Mm-hmm. The mood swings are just like erratic all over and yeah. It's up and down and um yeah. So that was one of the big hurdles that like we faced through it. Yeah. But he stayed at home a ton. Like he probably had cabin fever. Well, I know he did after it, like Stayed at home when I needed because we have an older dog that needs a lot of help, and I couldn't do that. You know, we don't have kids, but I have a a geriatric dog that needs a lot of help. And so he, you know, stayed at home like multiple days out of the week, like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then he'd go to the office on Thursday and Friday. um, And luckily, he was able to do that. Help me, you know, make sure I was eating food and drinking water and getting my medication. Like it just, I couldn't have done it without him. Hmm. He was like, was there and then my parents were a huge help they drove down from idaho seven times um because mm. we do have our older dog that needs a lot of help mm-hmm. um they were there you know to let us go up uh, to do the ivf in salt lake you know we mm-hmm. had to go take care of that they were there the first day of chemo to make sure like it's scary you know you don't know what well, yeah i have an idea of what's is. gonna yeah. happen my mom yeah. cooked every time like every single meal for me when she was down um mm. the uh, mastectomy surgery was a whole other like beast um I'm like 12 weeks 11 weeks out from that and um, they you know helped out there my mom came mm-hmm. and spent the week after surgery laundry cooking yeah. helping me get you know in and out of bed getting medications making sure all of that was good so Jake could focus on work
1: so what what did your work schedule look like like going through this right like you still you were still doing stuff oh yeah yeah right um as you were it's on the days that you could
0: yeah that's actually hilarious i tell jake i wrote um one of our it's called peaches and it's like a, a glute focus program for naked training with brooke yeah um i w- was writing that program like they would administer ivy benadryl which <laughs> when it hits it's they call it ivy benny it's, you're, you're like gone and i'm like writing a program in the middle of it and like some of my best work came out of that um really? it's, yeah it was hilarious in flow state uh, it was just coming through you, huh? So oh i would be working um on mondays during so they would draw your um, blood through the, the port and send it off to the hospital and it was a waiting game if the hospital was backed up you could be there for like three hours waiting to find out if you get chemo that day mm. if your counts are off they can't give it to you so I brought my laptop and I worked. Um, so that was like a good work day, like a little block of time where I could get some work done. Yeah. Um, and then I knew Monday evening, Tuesday and Wednesday were like, not gonna it's happen. just yeah. Not, yeah. not, not yeah. going to happen. And so then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and so like Sunday, if I needed to catch up, I would work. And luckily I'm did online work. It's yeah. everything I do. And so I could still continue doing that. And I worked yeah. every week through, um, and it was fine.
1: Did you have like 30 different people saying, "Hey, yeah. go vegan or do right. all the meat or do the, you know, or whatever, right? Like everybody throwing opinions, yeah. right?"
0: Definitely, um, especially since I started posting it on Instagram, which I'm yeah. fine with that. Like I yeah. I opened that up. Um, I yeah. could have kept it private, but um it was it was quite a, a lot of people and I made the decision at the beginning just to Stick with the plan that my yeah. oncologist does, yeah. and only that. Um, and yeah. then afterwards, we can do other stuff. But I was like, I need simplicity. I don't want to overwhelm myself with options. And, and consistency. Yeah, simplicity, and consistency. Simplicity, you know. And not introduce anything that he... The same thing as, like, this is, like, completely <laughs> just a, an example. So, like, if somebody's counting macros, like, trying to d- work on their nutrition, and you give them a, a count, you know, I eat this many pro- yeah. protein, carbs, and fats a day, and they aren't doing that you know like you aren't going to know how to adjust it accurately and so like if they yeah. if they aren't following the plan and they're like hey yeah. i'm not losing weight like fix it yeah. you you adjust it but they weren't actually following it yeah. so that's that's kind of
1: what you're not following yeah
0: so i wanted to make sure that i was following everything that they wanted me to do with in i would call like and ask like over the counter anything i was like am i allowed and to I take to and all? am yeah. i allowed you know yeah. i didn't want to mess anything up uh-huh. um and i'm glad you know i i I think I did everything pretty well because there yeah. was um, no evidence of cancer detected after my mastectomy.
1: Yeah. Did you meet other people that were going through cancer as well at the same yeah. time that you kind of bonded with and yeah. uh, and are now going to be homies with?
0: Yeah, I have yeah. A, a gal who, her name's Annette, and she um, is a little bit older than yeah. I am. And she was a week, like she was on pretty much the same course. Yeah. She was triple negative. We met in there and we just got to talking and we are friends on instagram and we talk yeah. every once in a while and check in on each other so yeah.
1: share tips like hey this is what i'm feeling what yeah. you feeling?" Or, she was like I'm doing is this happening
0: plunge. to you too and i was yeah. like yes it is oh yeah. my gosh it's like yeah. the weirdest thing kind
1: of so. a, as as miserable as it is to go through it it's kind of nice to go through it with somebody that's yeah. like yeah, yeah i'm feeling it, too. it makes you like, feel
0: like you're not yeah abnormal. like i'm not crazy yeah
1: you know i'm not <laughs> living yep. in my own head and making it worse in my head for sure what it really is yeah. it is just what it is yep. right yep let me ask you this do you believe the power of the mind in terms of like i'm cancer free i'm cancer free i'm can-, you know like stuff like <laughs> like yeah like the way that you think curing your body or helping you at least cure your body versus people saying this is it this is it i'm done like yeah and, the, and then having their body just kind of
0: yep. quit so I've had to have a major and Jake's helped me a lot with that. I've had to have like kind of and I'm still struggling with it. Yeah, like a major yeah. shift because I am I've mentioned I always catastrophize everything. Yeah. And it's been because I got that um diagnosis of having the mutation in the BRCA1 um gene. And ever since then I've had just my anxiety has increased every year. Um like health stuff just with everything. Um I'm kind of like I don't know, I have issues with anxiety yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, rightly so, but I always tended to think of the worst case scenario mm. and like, yes, this is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And so I'm trying really, really hard to shift that.
1: I believe um, that your body goes where your mind goes. If I believe that I'm I'm healthy and strong, I'm going to act as if I'm healthy and strong yeah. because that's a belief and I'm going to honor the belief that I have about myself. You might as well err on the side of caution and just think positively as much as you possibly can. <laughs> Supposedly when you feel stress and 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 that's what you're doing with the anxiety, right? You're feeling mm-hmm. so there's chemicals released yes, into yeah, your body, the stress a hormone, mm-hmm. right? And now cortisol, you're you know? yeah, your cortisol goes up, there's boom, boom, like, yep. and that stress is on your body, mm-hmm. which ultimately can sicken and weaken yes. your body, right? And so, therefore, I mean, there's 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 some truth to it. Sure. Obviously, the depth of it, you know, I'll let smart people kind of yeah, determine experts. that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, your what's your goals for the next, you know, three to five years? Kind of, you're, you obviously you've got some surgeries coming up. Uh-huh. You have like something on your like, on your life resume that you want to get done that maybe you didn't have prior.
0: Not necessarily that. I just want to um, get back to where I was. Yeah. yeah I, like normal. I, I'm down the 10 of the 30 pounds. I want to lose 20 more pounds to be where I was on day one of chemo, yeah. um, just to feel better. Um, yeah. and I'm having a hard time doing it. It's not, I, my body is not the same. It's not yeah. responding like it used to. And obviously my thyroid's messed up. My hormones are all out of whack. Um, and so I know it's going to take time. And yeah. so a big thing for me right now is having patience with myself. Yeah. Um, and
1: control what you can and yeah. let time do whatever yeah, time is going to myself do.
0: myself like I would treat a uh, like a client or somebody yeah. I was working with and be yeah. a little more gentle on myself because I have been not so gentle yeah. the last, you know, in between chemo and surgery. I was like I got to go 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 um, yeah. and I need to chill out a little bit and be a little bit kinder to myself.
1: Maybe it's because you were just looking for some normalcy. Yeah, and you it, were it go for go sure go, was. you know, like picking up 315 pounds. That's was, why I did that you know, that it's day. like okay, like I'm proving to me it really I could was. still do it and I'm still yeah. me.
0: It's so know? funny you say that because yeah. that day I was actually, I don't know if I actually talked to Shane. Do you know Shane at the gym? Uh-uh. Um, has blonde hair. Anyways, I was talking to him because he was in there and I was like, I am so frustrated right now. Like I just want to have like something feel normal. And yeah. so I was like, I'm going to max out my deadlift, which yeah. my oncologist said, I, as long as I feel fine to do stuff, do it, you know, and yeah. listen to your body and use that as your guide. And I I did it and I felt fine. I didn't get I wasn't overly sore or anything, but I needed that like yeah. mentally. I needed that.
1: You so. felt good. Yeah, I just it up like and dropping it. You're yeah, like, oh, I, like, I, I am in control. I've got it. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm still strong. Yeah. I can so. know this. Yeah, no, that's super cool. You know, everybody is going to know somebody that's going to face yeah. cancer. Everybody, eat, like, it, either they're faced it they're facing it where they're gonna know somebody who's gonna like that's just a world that we live in unfortunately right right? like the foods that are most often available to us aren't the most you know nutritious um and i what i've what i've heard is like they went back and even like tested you know people that were 100 years old some of them had a a gene right Mm -hmm. like you were saying we all have this gene it's whether or not it gets activated yeah like that's, that's, that's the difference. Yeah.
0: Because of like lifestyle factors, nutrition, Correct. Yeah, all that right? stuff. Right. Yep. And
1: so like they were saying, oh, this person, they died at a hundred years old, but they had the gene. Why did they, why did they go a hundred years with mm-hmm. the gene? And then somebody goes 20 years and then the gene, it gets activated. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and then they were saying, well, back in, back in those days. The food wasn't as... different. The process was a lot different. It wasn't being sprayed with the stuff that we spray on foods now to try to make it grow quicker or to preserve it or whatever it is. Yeah, And so some of that stuff... Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it is scary. Yep. You know, and so that's what makes... Because what we put in our body Mm -hmm. obviously turns to cells, right? And if it's processed and it's bad or whatever, it's easier for it to probably show up and mutate, right? And I guess get active yeah right is yeah. am i saying that right
0: yeah so mine is um it like the one that would go like kill all the cancer cells yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't work yeah it's like broken okay. so it's just a, a defective so when, gene d- when something did mutate and the cancer did show up that yeah nor- didn't do its yeah. job like a normal person would have been able to like eradicate it yeah that
1: was like breast cancer to it's it too bad or whatever
0: yeah and so like um i don't remember who said it i think it was my surgical oncologist she said mm. Everyone has cancer cells in their bodies mm-hmm. at some time or always. Oh, it might have been my plastic surgeon. I don't know. But they said yours just couldn't get rid of them. And mm-hmm. so, and, you know, some people just can't get rid of them. So
1: Yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately, it's an unfortunate truth that I think it's just going to continue to be more yeah. and more and more normal. Yeah. Ten years from now, mm-hmm. it's going to, I mean, it's just been on the rise, right? Sure. It's not like it's like stunting or anything like yeah. that. So somebody yeah. has questions of, about what you were going through or just maybe is going through it and wants support
0: yeah they can check out all the stuff um i love chatting with people in my messages and answering questions i just yeah i never want anybody to feel a or scared so it's just sunny hutton yeah my instagram handle yeah we'll put
1: it we'll put it in the bio as well so appreciate you coming in to do a podcast with me because it was fun chatting with you and uh super awesome to see you on this side of it you know kind of at the tail end getting getting what you need done done
0: be in the gym uh, taking your uh, thoughts soon
1: guys we hope you enjoyed today's episode make sure that you uh, rate and review the show share the show with somebody that you love and care about that might be going through something that's uh, difficult like cancer other than that guys keep kicking ass and we'll see you next week